What is up guys? Welcome to another episode of Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. I hope you're all doing well, staying safe out there and staying busy getting strong. I know most of you guys are. You guys are ripping in. It's been, what has it been? About three weeks. Yeah, this is the end of the third week since the gym's been shut down. Um, It's been a real odd time. It's a real weird time. I'm feeling connected as much as I've ever been, but also feeling rather isolated and, you know, cabin fever starting to set in a little bit. Um, So trying to get out as much as I can. We sort of went for a drive uh, two days ago. I went out for a run with Blakey yesterday, which was great. Um, But yeah, staying at home, working from home has its uh, advantages. Get to play with the kids and spend a lot more time with the kids, which is good. Disadvantages, trying to get things done and uh, just a little bit all over the place with productivity. But we forge on, onwards and upwards, as they say. So guys, we are about to knock out the... Oh, if you can hear background noise, that's because we're in the car as well. So hopefully that Block Party Sign Alarm album is uh, just setting a little bit of ambience over the road noise. Uh, but yeah, I am in the car, going to run some errands. So guys, we're about to knock out the 30th live Facebook session uh, tonight, this afternoon. We've been working really hard with them. Um trying to address our whole body and get good whole body sessions in with no equipment and I think we've been absolutely killing it in that regard. It's so good to see and hear, well hear, from you guys that you're getting stuck in and you're getting better at these movements that would, uh, it would be really easy to say, oh nah, that's too hard, I'm not going to be able to do that and just fobbing it off and thinking, nah, I'll do something else. Uh, it's great to see that these things like the uh, Hindu push-ups and the cobras and the polar bear presses, um, it's great to hear that you guys are getting stuck into them and seeing some progression as well. I'm really looking forward to going back to the gym and pairing a lot of these things that we've worked on through this time, pairing them up with our typical cross-training exercises, the war balls, and the calories on the bike and row, and the deadlifts and everything else, the running. I think it's adding a lot to our arsenal and making our, it's gonna make our sessions, our cross training sessions that much better because I'll be able to say, all right, we're doing Cobras. We're going for five Cobras. You know, then we're into our wall balls or our deadlifts or whatever it is. It's adding exercises and adding a uh, different dynamic to our training and our training sessions moving forward once we get back in the gym will be awesome so yeah we've been ripping and uh ripping in 7 30 a.m 5 30 p.m uh weekdays and then 8 a.m on super saturday and the session's been going really well we typically start with uh, a bit of a warm-up whether it be dynamic mobility whether it be like just old school jumping jacks high knees that sort of stuff or a more sort of zoo-inspired warm-up with some frog squats and walkouts. But um, the warm-ups have been going really well. And then we sort of piece things together. We might do 
different versions of circuit training. So we, we do some every minute on the minutes. We do some AMRAPs, some short and sharp AMRAPs. I think the longest AMRAP we've done is nine minutes. Um, lots of Tabata and lots of, uh, so 20 on 10 off and lots of 30 on 10 off. That's my sort of weapon of choice at the moment, the 30 on 10 off, because I feel like it, uh, that extra 10 seconds just really squeezes out everything that you've got in you. And when you go back to back to back with those, it definitely adds up and you definitely know about it and that is a, uh, a great way to get these effective sessions happening so guys speaking of getting back to the gym the new gym has been put on hold uh, we everything is really up in the air with both premises at the moment there could be a period where we are sort of without a home and hopefully during that period there's still a gym shut down, if that makes sense. The uh, the new premises is still ours, um, but it's just when we will start that agreement. Hopefully we can work things out in our favor, and I'm pretty sure that the government and landlords and everything else are trying to work towards doing the right thing by tenants um, in regards to keeping their business afloat and not uh, not forcing them into situations that are just going to see them fail uh, one, two, three, four, six months down down the line. So we are still uh, eyeing up that move. When it happens, who knows? Because when gyms go back, who knows? Uh, so with that said, we might seriously be done with the gym at Helmshaw. It's in pieces at the moment because everyone's uh, loaned gear out. But we might have done our last workout in that joint. We might be moving all that stuff, well, very quickly. So that lease was set to expire in a few months. I've put it to um, put it to the landlord to sort of, uh, you know, just get out of there, cut our ties. So we're still waiting to hear back in that regard, and we'll see what happens. It's really tough because. Whilst uh, we expect landlords and, and everyone else to sort of give small business a break, um, just because they're a landlord doesn't mean that they aren't relying on the money from our rent, etc. So it is a really tough one, and that's why a lot, a lot of people a lot smarter than me have to figure out these situations so that the economy doesn't go to shit. But I will not bore you with that side of things. So, yesterday... Blakey and I went out and we did our um, our bush workout, morning workout, which was great. Great fun out there. A little bit tough in the dirt doing uh, doing bear crawls and the like, and you know doing burpees on the uh, in the bush. But uh, nothing we can't survive. So that was fun and it was a good change of scenery. We had a fair few people uh, watching that one just because I think uh, it's a little bit more intriguing than my back shed so I might have to try and get out get to the beach get to some parks if I'm allowed to and uh, get into I don't know some uh, some different settings for our lives just to keep them a little bit fresher because like I said we have done 30 of them um, and they all do start to look the same when we're just doing them in the shed so yeah we went out there we did our little workout I, I kept it a little bit shorter because I knew we were going to go for a run I had it in my head to do a half marathon out there, um, and then I know Blakey's been putting in some work uh, on the beach and, and, and on the footpath, 
and I said, uh, mate, take it to the trails. Let's see if we can hit 21. And he jumped at the chance, jumped at the opportunity and the challenge. Um, so we set off around Jaredale. I wanted to do a couple of Ks uh, rather than just go straight down Kitty's Gorge. I wanted to do a couple of Ks just as a little bit of extra warm-up around Jaredale before we hit the trail because it always seems when I'm running out there that I get back to the car and then I've still got a couple of kilometers to do and then I just sort of run circles or run up and down the street back and forth past the car to make up the numbers. So I was like, well, let's do a couple of Ks and get some in the bank before we actually sort of start the run proper. So then we headed down uh, downhill past where we did the workout um, and down along Gurulong Brook, which is the Kitty's Gorge Trail. Um, for anyone who's been out there, it's, uh, I reckon, well, it's one of my favourite places to run because there's so much, well, there's like a lot of different terrain. You're hopping over logs, you're going from rock to rock, there's times where you sort of have to pull yourself up uh, on your hands um, to get up and down some things. The, the track is just a, a really fun one to run down. Because uh, when you run from Jaredale towards Serpentine Falls, you're running downhill most of the time, uh, which is really good because you can do, well, you can hold a, a decent pace and, it, and it's good for your confidence. So we, we ran down there, we ran past the murder shack. We didn't go up the three steps because we didn't want to uh, get too fatigued. And then we came down to sort of the uh, back entrance of the falls. About, uh, what we'd done about 9Ks by that point because we had the couple extra. And we decided not to go down to the falls. The falls are actually closed um, to the public, but I'm pretty sure you could have uh, still got in the back way if you wanted to. Uh, so we, we went past that and we went um, up to a place called Baldwin's Bluff. Now that is sort of uh, on the southern side of the road as you drive into Serpentine Falls. Um, and it's just another peak there. Uh, nothing crazy high, but it is still a fair old ascent when you got by that point 10, 12 kilometers in your legs. Um, it's a big old slog, probably a good one to two kilometers just uphill, and it's and it's that uphill that you're not running much of it. I think I would have run, you know, 100, 200 meters of it, if that. So Blakey and I got a little bit further apart at that point uh, as we were working up there, just trying to really limit our fatigue, um, and then to the top of Baldwin's, uh, once you get to the ridge line, you sort of work out about 1,500 meters to the Baldwin's Bluff point, um, like peak point. You chuck your little rock on the stack of rocks out there and you, you claim yourself the winner. And Blakey actually got to the top and turned the wrong way, so he came back towards me and I picked him back up. We had a bit of a blow for about a minute, had a bit of a rest, um, and then we got to it. And this was where it started getting really tough, sort of the 12 to 17 kilometer mark. Um, around the back of the three or sort of around the back of the uh, valley there a lot of it is uphill and then we lost each other well didn't lose each other I, I pulled away again um, and then Blakey had to backtrack a couple of times to figure out where he was he definitely can't read a map and needs to work on his geography skills but uh, I eventually started heading downhill and then back uphill, uh, back along Gurulong Brook, and uh, the fatigue just absolutely hit me. So it was a bit of a tough one, and then uh, I was probably 10, 15 minutes ahead of Blakey. I stopped right on 21. I probably could have gone 22, 23 to the car, but I was like, 21 will do me. 
had a bit of a breather, drank the rest of my water, um, waited for Blakey for a bit, tried to call him, but there's not that good a signal out there, headed back to the car, got in touch with him and, and found out he was uh, nearly on his, uh, on his way home. So it was good. Blakey got himself through it. I like to say that I helped him through, but I didn't really. Um, he got himself through it. So very good to see the young fella strong in his mind set himself a goal of getting it done and then it's not an easy run out there so it would have taken us best part of three hours two and a half hours sort of thing i actually didn't even look at my time that's the good thing about trail running is you don't really have to be set with your paces because the terrain dictates your pace so much so sometimes yeah you're running at that sort of five and a half six minute k's which isn't too bad and then you might go up a hill that slows you down to sort of 11, 12 minutes per K. Um, and if you did that a little bit quicker, then it's just going to come back and bite you in the ass later on in your run. So I was pretty happy. Last time I was out there, I had a lot of cramp through the quadriceps. So I was trying to uh, alter my technique a little bit. I overstride a lot when I run, uh, which typically causes a lot of fatigue through um, my vastus medialis, so the inner quad muscle just uh, around the the inside of my knee normally cramps up and gets really painful so I stayed away from that yesterday um, and I was really just trying to work a lot more glutes through each of my strides which was good just a little bit leaning forward more feet underneath me more I'm doing the best I can it's hard with running because it's such an automatic thing it's hard with running to alter your technique you sort of do it for a couple of hundred meters and then your mind wanders and then you sort of have to get yourself back to it but did a good job of that stayed away from the fatigue for the most part but yeah it was a great day it was great to see Blakey uh, set himself a challenge um, he hasn't run that far before and like I said I think it was about 600 meters of elevation out there so it is a pretty brutal track it got very hot um, the Sun was harsh and uh, we got ourselves through it so if you're ever keen to do a, uh, a run out there just let me know and I can uh, I'll probably stay with you this time because we had a few navigation errors uh, and problems yesterday um, I'm keen to go have a run with you out there um, and we started at Jaredale just outside Jaredale Cemetery you see the signs for the walking trail and you basically just run it um, so if anyone's keen let me know sorry if this podcast seems a bit rambling I'm driving from Golden Bay down towards Dixon Road to go to the post office and pick something up. Um, what else have I got to tell you guys? The support from everyone has been uh, awesome. It's uh, great to have the support of the crew. Everyone getting around sharing, tagging their friends on the lives. The live is the live stuff is a big part of what we're doing now just to keep the momentum going and keep it building and obviously provide you guys uh, as members with value um, so all the programs are still there for you guys everything else as well the other things I've been doing uh, have been uh, the swimmers we have got the swimmers on a six-week block program using zoom they are doing uh, a couple of sessions with me uh, via zoom and then I've programmed them some other sessions a lot of them are doing uh, a lot of cross training outside of the the gym stuff as well so they're doing their runs their bikes they're getting in the pool if they can uh, a lot of them have home pools but 
if you're a decent swimmer, you do one stroke and you're basically at the end. So it's um, it's a tough one for them because they do so much of a specific skill and it's just been taken away from them. Yes, they can swim in the ocean, but not all of them are that keen to swim in the ocean. But I've been uh, setting up their Zoom meetings and it's been working really well. Um, I've also done some PT via Zoom, so I'm, uh, I'm keen to do that with anyone or just can have a chat. Um, but the swimmers are, are really working hard and their coach, Brooke, has pieced together a program including myself. Uh, Megan Cox from Evolve Pilates is on board. So we're all working together to give these kids uh, something that they can look forward to, something to keep them busy and give them the structure that they're used to given that they train or they are typically training uh, when things aren't shut down they're typically training a lot to go from sort of 10 sessions a week to nothing is a big change so that's working really well we're a week down with that program the zooms are happening um, as best they can and uh, I'm really enjoying staying in touch with my swimmers and seeing them uh, seeing the I don't know, the determination and tenacity that they all have just uh, ripping into training even though, you know, things have changed so much. I think that's everything from me, guys. Bit of a ramble. It's always going to be when it's just me. Um, I'm hoping to get Troy and maybe Blakey on board for a, uh, a Skype-style podcast and we can chat about uh, all the normal stupid things. But uh, I think that's it from me. Just a bit of an update and, uh, guys keep ripping in and thank you for your support peace